Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, Richard! Thank you. This is the Jazz Joe Hall Show on 980 CKNW. Thank you. Welcome back to the show. Who did that? Who did that, guys? Welcome back. And yes, we've heard we, that one before. Yes, we have. I, these guys, you know, they're always causing trouble. Of course, we have the great Richard Zussman uh, joining us right now, live in studio. Usually, we're talking. Uh, via phone, Global BC legislative reporter, but you're here covering UBCM. How's it been this week? Couldn't miss the chance to come see you in person, Jazz. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's been good. This is an important UBCM. The year after municipal elections, uh, always the most important. In Vancouver, easiest place to get to in the province for most of these municipal leaders. Mm-hmm. First chance for them to meet with ministers. This is David Eby's first UBCM as premier. He speaks tomorrow uh, just after 11 o'clock. We're expecting a different format from him. You've seen a lot of premier speeches at mm-hmm. UBCM. What the premier is going to do tomorrow is a Q&A. So he's actually going to take questions from people on the floor wow. to get a sense of what they're feeling. And he's been taking a lot of questions this week. He's been doing meetings nonstop. Uh, and the sense you're hearing from delegates is that Yes, there's a lot of frustration with the provincial government. That's a lot they need to do. They need to help support housing. They need to deal with decriminalization and public safety. Uh, they need to make changes around fighting wildfires. But on the other side of things, they think they found a province here, a provincial government, that's receptive. They're willing to listen. They're willing to have these conversations. They're willing to say, okay, you've got a problem. Let's figure out how to solve it. You'll remember leading into the 2017 election, The UBCMs leading up to that, you could tell the frustration from municipal leaders with Premier Christy Clark. There was a growing sense that people were frustrated. With Premier Horgan, it was about trying to rebuild a relationship, and EB inherits that. And it seems like there now seems to be a good moment of collaboration where, yes, there's issues that are frustrating, but the province is willing to listen. I still remember UBCM, Christy Clark, and as you said, on the last day of UBCM, the premiers always come and speak, and she just came in one day, we're going to build a Massey Crossing, yep. no consultation, here you go, and walks out, and, and that was the beginning of the end, some would argue. <laughs> so there you go. But let's talk about the issues here. Uh, we had uh, Nathan Pahal, the um, uh, Langley City uh, Mayor, on at 3 o'clock. We talked about some of the re- uh, issues in and around decriminalization, uh, a lot of conversations conversation about even extending this uh, no-go zone with 15 metres around playgrounds and spray parks and wading pools. They've talked about um, bus stops now, beaches as well. And he voted against the resolution saying, look, let's focus on the issue of decriminalization. My argument's been, you know, you've got to allow decriminalization to succeed, but I'm not sure it can succeed if the government isn't seen de- dealing with the other issue, which is treatment and some enforcement as well. Like this is, I'm not saying the, the it's failing. I'm just saying they've got a lot of convincing to do. They do. And we heard early in the week from Dr. Bonnie Henry, and I've spoken to a number of mayors. It's really interesting speaking to the mayors outside of this region about this issue. Mm-hmm. They feel uh, left behind. Spoke to the mayor of Smithers, and they say they, in essence, have no supports available. And they're continuing to see challenges with the population and there has been an increase uh, in vandalism and crime and they don't have the sort of treatment beds needed to help support people that need them. Mm -hmm. And they feel forgotten that, yes, we're hearing a lot of conversations in Vancouver and Metro Vancouver about mental health supports, but it's needed outside of that as well. And we know legislation's coming this fall from the province to tighten up some of those rules around decriminalization. So expect... uh, 
barriers to be put around areas like beaches, like community centers, libraries, where they won't allow for open drug use. But mm-hmm. the issue is bigger than that. You, you, we know that. And the ministers and the premier heard a lot about that this week, that there needs to be treatment facilities. And many communities are welcoming it. The question is, how do you staff it? How do you build it? How quickly can you get it up? All right. Uh, before you go, one final question. Uh, there was also conversation about um, unvaccinated healthcare workers who, who were let go during the height of the COVID conversation. That uh, resolution was presented as well. How did that go? Yeah, it was the most intense conversation I that bet. we saw this week. <laughs> and those who are passionate about this, saying that they believe that healthcare workers should be returned to work are passionate. And you heard a lot from them. They actually had to cut debate off. There were so many people that stood up to have this conversation. Ultimately, it was defeated by the members that were there, sending a message to the province that municipal leaders are okay with the policy in place. Next Thursday, Health Minister Adrian Dix told me he'll be doing a briefing with Dr. Bonnie Henry about the upcoming respiratory illness season, and in part, they'll be talking about this mandate. It will remain in British Columbia. We are the only jurisdiction in Canada with one of these mandates. It may be amended in some ways. One of the concerns is right now you have a healthcare worker who may have received their last vaccine two plus years ago. That vaccine is no longer effective based on Omicron, based on time. So we may get an update on policy on that, but that mandate's not going anywhere. No matter what, you know, some of these frustrated people said, and BC United leader Kevin Falcon and Conservative Party of BC leader John Rustad have both called openly to get rid of the mandate. It's not going anywhere in this province, but it, it still leads to, you know, Tempers flaring and blood boiling a little bit. Yeah, and I don't necessarily uh, uh, disagree with what Dr. Henry has been saying or Health Minister Dix. I guess the challenge is in small town BC, you lose one doctor, uh, that's significant. And we here can get around that, but you lose a few, you know, five nurses and a doctor, that's in a significant impact on, on a small town. We talk about here in Metro Vancouver, uh, there, you know, Many people, about one in five, don't have a family doctor. You go to some other areas. I spoke to the mayor of Terrace today. He says it's three in four don't have a family doctor. So if you're in one of those smaller communities, northern BC, more likely to say, I don't want that vaccine. You lose one family doctor. All of a sudden, thousands of people are out of family doctor and accessing that healthcare system becomes just a little bit harder at a time when it's already challenging to access the healthcare system. Yeah, absolutely. Richard, thank you. My pleasure. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my god, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bass